Welcome into the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. This is episode 11, your midweek update. I'm Daniel Guevara, and with me as always is Mr. Lupe Ramirez. And we are getting back into the swing of things, and we are ready to recap a midweek of baseball and softball. So let's get right on into it. What do you got uh, for us this week, Lupe? All right, well, let's start off with the Coolidge Bears. Um, who this week had no games, actually. They actually changed their schedule around to accommodate some things that were going on with Thatcher. They would have actually played Thatcher this week, but then changed that to later on in the month. I was actually able to attend their practice uh, when the Lady Bears were playing Northland Prep. It, it wasn't really a good game for the ladies, but we'll get into that later. For the boys, as soon as I walked into the field, you'll never guess what I heard when I walked out there. It was that, bro. A little bit of chatter, bro. There, were, there was some talking going on out there, and, and it felt good to actually hear some of that and then to hear some people actually being leaders on the team and putting forth the effort to you know get their voice out there and, and making sure that it wasn't just, just for nothing that when they were talking, they were speaking to their teammates in particular and trying to get you know something going. And, you know, uh, just so we can update uh, the audience, uh, last week we challenged uh, the Coolidge baseball team to start speaking a little bit uh, uh, you know, well, not even a little bit, a lot of bit uh, out on the field. We felt like they were really flat, one of the flattest teams that we have seen. And it was good that you were able to attend that practice and get to experience that. But not only were they talking, but you uh, got to interact a little bit with the players as well, right? Yeah, um, I, I actually got to stay there for a majority of the practice, actually. Uh, when Coach Ricky had taken off to attend a prior obligation, I was actually asked to stay for a little bit to watch them practice. I gave them a little bit of feedback and then, you know, some of it clashed to actually what Rico had taught them. But then the good thing about it was Rico didn't have anything negative to say about what my input was. He said, that's, you know, that's not what I taught them. And he, he told me who taught them too, which was KK. And, K, you know, it's funny oh, that yeah. he said Shout that KK taught KK. him that. Yeah. And I was like, man, I remember KK and Greg teaching me this way. I was like, whichever way works. I was like, it was actually, um you know, base running. Mm-hmm. They uh, I felt like they were going way too wide. If you're touching the coach's box, on the first base side, you're going way too wide. You're just taking way too many steps, and 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 in turn, making that that uh, trip around the base is a little bit too long. And I was just trying to give them, you know, pointers to try to shorten that out. And and it was good. At the end of the practice, I, I thanked Coach Rico for allowing me to speak to the team and give them, you know, my point of view and basically my perspective of what I saw from in the practice. So for some of the players that didn't actually get to hear what we had to say in our last episode, I kind of reiterated that and just told them that, you know, I wasn't upset. I was just I was just disappointed because I know that they're not playing to their full potential and I wanted to figure out what was the reason why they weren't communicating and and what kind of got to them what I noticed what got to them was what I said, you guys aren't playing like a team. You guys are just playing like a bunch of guys wearing the same uniform. Mm-hmm. I think that That's actually what's Duck, right. hit home with them and I look forward to their next game I, I I spoke to Coach Rico like I said after the, the practice and I told him I feel the turnaround is coming I definitely do and you know like you said is it's not about winning it's just about improving you know what I mean and it's like mm-hmm. the uh the more that this team can get down that road I think later on uh from what you saw uh they could eventually put together a few wins later on in the season you know as long as they keep trying to improve and this is the first step of many that they got to go through and so you know I, I hope that they can turn it around and like I said if you're uh, confident about them I'm going to be confident about them and you know we'll see what the upcoming week holds for them yeah definitely and speaking uh this upcoming week for them, they're actually going to be doing quite a bit. They got their team photos coming up, and also they're going to be having a team dinner at Coach Rico's house, and they're going to be having an excellent, you know, menu with briskets going to be on there for the main course. So, so are we invited or no? I, I told him to throw me the address too because I'm trying to get something to eat. Yeah, no, most definitely. But you know what? That's that's a great way to build a. It, it's a bonding thing, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's uh, something great because I I still remember uh, whenever we used to go over to uh charlie's uh house and you know for big games and stuff like that like hanging out in the pool and you know having a cookout and stuff like that it definitely builds a big camaraderie definitely and it's funny that you mentioned charlie because one of the things that i told them uh about you know being in the dugout when even when they're not playing and you, you know your team is on defense um i was like you know it's one thing that i remember specifically especially charlie doing when he was in the middle infield he would always if he had a runner on base he would always mess with them saying hey man i like your cleats what are those nikes those are nice and by the time <laughs> they'd be looking at their cleats being like yeah 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 charlie and the, the pitcher already connected to get them out 
And, and I told him that. I was like, that's what you need. And then another thing, Josh Howe. Mm-hmm. One thing that he would do to me when I was on base that I would get annoyed with, kick dirt in my cleats. How are you going to focus on running the base pass and getting your signs right when you're trying to shake out the dirt out of your cleats because the second baseman shortstop just threw some dirt on you? Yeah, no, most definitely, man. It's like, uh, the, but those are little things like you you don't think of, you know, especially nowadays. I, I'm pretty sure like uh, I, I, I don't know if uh, – the players think about those certain things, but it's just the little things, you know, and, and this is the start of something small, but hopefully eventually it becomes something big and lead to some wins for Coolidge later on. A hundred percent. If anything that my visit there was worth, I hope that it just showed them that baseball, there is a psychological aspect to it. And that's what I was trying to get across is one thing that you can do to help yourselves win is get into your opponent's head. No, for sure. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully uh, we, we got definitely got to get some uh, Coolidge hats uh, be, uh, later on uh, before the season ends, right? Oh, bro, I've been reminding Rico, and then I've been telling him about shirts, too. I was like, yeah, I want, I want a couple of tees. And I was like, like me and D both wear uh, XL. I was like, so hook that up. He said he was going to look at his house, but as soon as he shoots me the the, the address for that brisket meal, I'll, I'll get I'll pick up our shirts. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, but, you know, moving on, uh, let's get into Florence. Uh, how, how did their week uh, start off? Well, starting off, uh, they played against Tonopah Valley on Monday, which was a win for them. They ended up shutting them out 10-0. to Some standouts from that game were Isaac Sandoval. He went two for two and had an RBI and also a triple. Uh, Ryland Jordheim also had two RBIs in that game, that, which were huge. Aiden Lopez went one for two, had two RBIs and a double. It, it was a great game overall for their bats, but then you can't forget about their pitching, which is the reason why they shut them out. Pitcher Juan Lopez ended up getting the win with four innings pitched. Zero hits and five strikeouts. Well, that's a good start for them. Uh, coming up tonight, they actually play ALA Ironwood, uh, who is 0-3 on the road. Uh, Florence actually hosts them. And in their last three games, they've only uh, scored eight runs but given up 30. So, And they've been shut out four times this year. So it might be a good, uh, a good chance for Florence to pick up another win uh, early on in the season. So I can't wait for that. Definitely. They've shown reason to believe that they're not a reliable team at the plate right now. Uh, moving on, let's go to the Casa Grande Cougars. On Tuesday, they were at Flowing Wells, a team that's 8-4, and four, and they beat them 2-1. to one. Abram, and that's Abram with two A's, Garcia drove in the only RBI going 1-2. for two. This win moves CG to 4-4 four and four on the year, and their next game is tonight against Ironwood Ridge on the road. And Ironwood Ridge is a uh, four six and one on the year, uh, but they're batting a uh, three oh six, so uh, they're a team that's hard to get out. And uh, they recently beat a, a good uh, Mountain View team uh, five to zero in their last game, so it, it's going to be a little bit of a tough one. But you know we have confidence in the Cougars, and hopefully they'll uh, continue that success and uh, pick up another win this week. Definitely. Like like we said uh, in our last episode, we knew that that win over Vista was going to be crucial for them to move forward into the year and, and perform. Well, you said that, but I'm actually starting to get on the Cougar bandwagon because uh, they're 4-4 four and four on the season and they're continuing to improve, and that's what we want to see. All right, just so everybody heard that, he said that he just got on the bandwagon, and I was defending y'all last week. <laughs> hey, it's okay, man. It's like, you know what, though? I, I like to challenge uh, our teams. It's like, if you're, if you're that good, you're going to do it on a consistent basis. So the Cougars are starting to do that, and they're starting to build a winning streak. So I can't be mad. No, trust me, because I know for every Cougar thing that I'm defending, there's a Spartan like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to Santa Cruz. They've been struggling as of late. Yeah, it, it, it's not been easy for them. Right now, they're sitting at 1-6-1 and one on the season. On Tuesday, they played Miami and lost big time, 18-0. to zero. And it sucks because they were shut out in their very first section game of the season. Uh, next up, they'll play uh, San Miguel on Friday, who's 2-6. and six, So it might be an evenly matched team. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's no stats available for Santa Cruz and... Uh, we're just hoping that they uh, turn around their uh, luck and, you know, win some region games before the season kind of gets out of hand. And we wish we could update you guys more on Santa Cruz. But unfortunately, you know, we we can't put in the stats for teams or, you know, that's all due to their coaches and, you know, their staff. But we will provide you with the, the stats when they come in. But as of right now, Santa Cruz has no stats available and it's just unfortunate. You know, it's 
we want we want to be able to uh, bring to light uh, some of their star players on the team. But as of right now, they have no stats and we just have to go with that. And yeah, and if any of your players are listening right now, any Dust Devils are listening, we know a few of the ladies listen. But if, if some of you baseballers are listening, just, you know, just try your best. I mean, when you guys put up that effort against Coolidge, it, 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 it seemed like you guys gave your all. What I would like to see personally is to see you guys put that same effort, just like it's a rivalry game, against every team. Doesn't matter what their record is or, or, or how they've been in the past. Just like D said last week, you've got to come and play the game. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see what they uh, provide later on. And it's like I said, uh, I, I would really like to see what their stats look like to see where they're lacking, whether it's batting, whether it's defense pitching, you know, but um, th- we, we can only provide you guys with the information. We can't, you know, we can't upload the stats. If we could, we definitely would. But unfortunately, we can't. And that that's just the way it is but let's just keep things rolling and uh let's move into vista grande who we got to see uh last night uh go up against uh notre dame prep yeah and they got a big win beating them four to three they went up three to zero in the first inning and by the second inning it seemed like they had it in the back but notre dame prep ended up coming back uh coach griggs says that this was in part of a collaboration of hits and putting the ball in play and that's what was able to get them to jump ahead there are no stats input for this game currently but One thing that was obvious during that game was Emilio Barreras is a stud, bro. Oh, especially. Yeah. He pitched a complete seven innings that game. And the kid got heat, bro. Like, even in in times of, of adversity where, you know, he had people on base and things weren't actually going his way as far as, you know, uh, getting the call over the plate because there were a lot of times, especially from the area we were, a lot of those pl- uh, pitches were consistent. The only yeah, thing the, that were inconsistent the were umpire. the calls. Yeah, the umpire was definitely inconsistent. Also, picking uh, piggybacking off of uh, Emilio, he actually had a leadoff triple, I believe, in the fifth or sixth inning that gave the Spartans the go-ahead run to end up winning 4-3 to three against uh, Notre Dame Prep. So, you know, big big game from Emilio and, you know, big shout-outs and con- continue to do what you do because you played a big part in that win. This is definitely why he is a big-name prospect. Um, and with that win, Vista improves to 6-4 and four in the year. And in their upcoming uh, game tonight, they're looking to play a very struggling Apache Junction team who is 1-7 on the season at home. I think the biggest thing with that is consistency. You know, go out and beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. To me, I thought they were going to do that against the Cougars. Unfortunately, they uh, fell to the Cougars. But build a little bit of consistency. Uh, Go out and beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And set yourself up for success. Because I know they're one of the uh, better teams in their region. As well as their division. And I, uh, they're one of the teams that I hope that... uh, uh, sneak into the playoffs and make a run for themselves. I hope they do too. And you know what? In a way, I kind of feel like they needed that loss against Casagrande because, like you said, uh, I feel like they had that same mentality that they walked into that game feeling like they were much better than Casagrande. And then just Casagrande just came in and just flipped the script on them and then ended up coming away with the win, surprising everyone and ultimately just shaking up how our Pinal County baseball scene is looking this year. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, uh, big shout out to Coach Grigg and uh, and his team for what they're doing out there, because like I said, that's a team that buys in week in, week out. And they had some flawless, flawless uniforms last night uh, uh, doing their cancer support. And it was just uh, it was just pretty cool. Some really great uniforms. Yeah, they really were. I like the way that they were able to incorporate the, their tribute to cancer survivors and then also have a really just clean look on the field with the pink and then also incorporating their grays and, and uh, black in it as well. Um, sticking with uh, Vista Grande, let's go on to softball. Um, Vista Grande, who is 7-6-1 on the year, beat Casa Grande 11-6 last week, which we did mention a little bit. But this week, on Wednesday, they played Notre Dame Prep and won 14-3. Some of their standouts from that game were Selena Perez, who went 4-5, for five, one home run, and had four RBIs. Chloe, I'm really hoping I'm not butchering this right now, McEachern went three for four and had three ribbies. Elena Casillos went five for five, had three RBIs and one double. But that's not it. There was also Mia Hernandez who went two for three, had two RBIs and one double. That's a mouthful and that's a big reason of why they're able to put up big numbers is because everybody's contributing like that. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, just between those four, that's a combination of 10 RBIs and one home run. I mean, you can't ask for a better game between uh, four girls, but let alone a whole team coming together and uh, producing that many runs. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's great to see them continuing their success. And that's another team that I think we had high on our radar coming into the season for softball. And I just hope they continue that success and uh, these uh, ladies continue to produce the runs that they're capable of uh, producing 100 percent. they have so many talented you know young ladies on that team that you know like like we mentioned before it's just a close eye between the battle of them and santa cruz and with games like these it's really tough to determine which team is better and when it and when it comes time for us to do our power six that's when we're going back and forth in our messages like well what about this let's look at this step well how much you know and and that's what that's what i love about baseball in particular because there's so many stats when you want to say that one person or one player or one team is better than the other, there's always a stat to play devil's advocate and refute that. Regarding that with the um, Lady Spartans, they have a big test coming up uh, tonight against uh, Paradise Honors, who's 16 and one on the season. So that's going to show you where Vista stands, you know, among uh, their division and see if they can uh, pull one out because uh, Paradise Honor is nothing to mess with. Yeah, definitely not a slouch, but I have faith in the Lady Spartans and I think that they'll be able to pull it out. All right, moving on. Let's go to the Coolidge Bears. Like I mentioned, I was there during their game against Northland Prep Academy, but I didn't stay too long. So far, they're 1-8 and eight on the year. On Saturday, they beat Phoenix Christian 17-0. to but so, you, well, first, before you go any further, I always said that once they got their first win, I'd give them a big shout out for that. So before we move into this week's game, we got to give them the shout out because you know what? That's a group of girls that uh, play together, you know, even though the scores might not dictate it, they're an inspired bunch. They don't hang their heads. Like we said last week, it's just a group of girls that is just young and they just need to build some consistency and they finally picked up a win. So I'll uh, tip my hat off to them for that one. But unfortunately that was the only bright side of uh, their uh, week this week of their weekend actually too, because they ended up losing that same night against Arizona college prep 11 to six. And then a couple of days later losing to Northland prep Academy 13 to one. And like I said, I was there it was totally different this time and one major difference was there was their head coach uh dan aylman wasn't there at this game and with him not being there it was a totally different environment i mean uh a couple of players that weren't there um in the last game were there but it was mainly for ffa because uh they were oh the county fair yeah, yeah there were a couple of players you know who participate uh, in that yes sir that were there and now at this game but one thing that I can say about Northland Prep where they were very disciplined when they were pitching. Uh, uh, it was very rare that there, there were some pass balls or anything out of control. When strikes were needed, strikes were thrown. Mm-hmm. And that was ultimately what was the downfall for the Lady Bears. Well, you know, it's like I said, they're they're just a young team. And it's like, you know, not having your head coach there is unfortunate. Uh, not having a few players there, it, you know, makes a big difference, especially if they play a big role. And so uh, but when you have you're facing some tough pitching and you're not producing the runs that you should, it's not going to work out in your favor all the time. No, not at all. And much like the Coolidge team, I have faith in them to bounce back. It was an uncharacteristic game for them because, you know, they, like I said, they didn't have their normal leadership in place. They were facing a team that they knew very little about. And to be honest, just like when we, we do our research off of Max Preps and Arizona Preps or, or, or whatever we use for our, our scouting, it's really difficult to try to get a gauge of what these teams are just based off of numbers. If, unless mm-hmm. we've actually been there or could get a firsthand account from somebody, you know, an actual trusted source about this team, it's really difficult to see how a team is going to do against them. You know, uh, that's why we always tell uh, the audiences like, you know, if you are a player, if you're a coach, if you're a parent and stats are not available, you know, we want to be able to provide that information because we always say even if a team loses, 
they may have a bright spot in a player that stood out that we can acknowledge or, you know, be able to let you guys know, hey, yeah, they lost, but you know what? This kid is over here balling out. And that that's something that at least would provide a, a little bit of a spark for the next game. Like, you know what? Even though we lost, they, they still recognized us because, you know what? This person uh, stood out to them. And that's all we're trying to do, you know, and that's why we are always on our coaches and, you know, uh, our players like get out there if your stats are not available, you know what, Put, push your uh, push your staff, push your coaches to get out there and upload your stats. And, you know, we'll be able to provide that information for you guys. And that's all we want to do. So it's unfortunate we can't do that for Coolidge. We haven't been able to do that up to this point in the season. And, uh, you know, hopefully Coach Dan uh, can get some stats uploaded for us and we'll be able to provide, you know, uh, some highlights for uh, some of these Lady Bears. As, like, like you said, you were there to see uh, Brina, uh, do her thing at third base. And, but you know what, maybe she had a good game and we can't provide that. Yeah. And, and, and she was having a decent game on this last one, but, uh, like I said, it was just totally different. There, there was just something, something in the air that just showed me that they just weren't ready to play with them. Yeah, and, and sometimes that happens, man. You could tell from the get-go how the uh, chemistry, how the vibe is going, and if it's going to be a good game or if it's going to be a long game. And then also another factor is that the Coolidge School District takes two weeks for spring break. The Bears are in their second week of spring break, so two weeks not in the regular schedule of school and all that. It's definitely got to take a toll on you and, and definitely on, on the way you play because – Oh, I, I, I know when I was uh, doing spring break and stuff like that and or, you know, fall break, if I had practice, man, I'm staying up till two, three in the morning, you know that. But that was me. And, you know, I'd be going at uh, morning practice for football or having to show up at three, four o'clock for a baseball practice. And I'm waking up at noon. It's it, it kills your vibe, especially if you have those weekend games as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough, but we'll see what happens next. Uh Let's let's uh, go onward with the Casa Grande Cougars. Um, on Tuesday, they played Flowing Wells and got a win, fifteen to five, ultimately improving them two to seven on the year. And then tonight, they will be playing at Ironwood Ridge, a team that is ten and seven on the year. Yeah, and the only stats uh, we have at this point uh, for um, Casa Grande is that game against Vista Grande, uh, which they lost. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like they've already played nine games in the season. It goes back to what we said is kind of like we can't acknowledge your players if we don't have no stats to go off of. So, you know, get on it. It's not that hard. I don't believe so. And it's it's something we're just trying to improve here in Pinal County, because you know what? It's if you want your players to get to the next level, if you want us to help you uh, acknowledge these players, that's the simplest things we need our stats and what these players have done the difficult part of our job is trying to give out recognition when there's no not necessarily effort into putting that those stats in but there's never mind that's basically it there's just no effort to put the stats in even even if it's a loss yeah we know it sucks sometimes because maybe those numbers aren't what you want or you know what i mean they're a couple of zero for fours and all that stuff but Hey, the person that went one for four, they they got to change in their batting average. You know, mm-hmm. they, they got to hit. And they, you never know. It could just be one bad game, but up on the season, they could be a three, 400 uh, batting average player. And it's just like we can't acknowledge that if there's no stats in. So, you know, Casa Grande, uh, good luck against Ironwood Ridge uh, tonight. But uh, we – we hope to see some stats, in, uh, more stats inputted soon, so that way we can see what uh, the Lady Cougars are, uh, you know, the type of team that they have, and you know whether it's uh, heavy uh, senior base or if they're a young team as well. It's just like we'll never know, you know, uh, who are their standout players if there's no stats provided. Yeah, and and that's something that we need to get in contact with them too. Hopefully, sometime in the future, we can make it out to a, a Lady Cougars game, and then get to know the coach and, and the players, you know, a little bit and ha- have, have some type of conversation with them. Much like, like I had the chance to do with some of the Lady Gophers. Um, Florence, on Monday, they played Tonopah Valley at home and ended up winning 15-5. to That win improved them to 4-10 and on the year. They had some incredible standouts, some being Laney Wallace, who went 3-for-3, three three, had two RBIs and a double. Kaiser Neal went... One for two, had two RBIs, and then Kylie Manchester pitched five innings, had one hit, one earned run, and seven strikeouts. 
Yeah, that was a great game for uh, Florence. And uh, I mean, that that goes to show you like they're four and 10 on the year. But a game like that, that's one of their wins right there. And look at some of the stats that stat lines that they have for that game. And, you know, I uh, I hope Florence can build on this and continue to win. Uh, is that uh, do they have any uh, upcoming games for the rest of the week or do they got any games uh, next week? Um, For this week? No, they don't have any more games. But on Tuesday next week, they play Globe, which should be a really good matchup for them. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I believe uh, Globe uh, sits uh, three and five on the season, and you know, like I said, that's another even matchup for them. And uh, hopefully, if uh, they keep uh, riding the win that they had, uh, they'll they'll pick up another victory, and you know, that's that's already two in a row, and you continue that on for the rest of the season. I mean, after the, after Globe, then they uh, play Valley Christian, so who's 13 2 and 1 on the year and that that would be a good test for them. Yeah, that's that to see where they yeah, that to see where they rank out among the uh 3A teams. Yeah, but you know what? I have faith in these girls. You know, my girl Lainey Wallace over there, she's she's going to be good. I have a good feeling that this game against Tonopah Valley was a tune-up game and it's exactly what they needed to move forward to even compete with the team like Valley Christian and so now on paper they can say, "Hey, you know, if if we knocked out Tonopah Valley, we knock out Globe you know, we have a chance against these lady Trojans and we might be able to give them a chance to give them a no. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, uh, we'll, we'll keep rooting for Florence and like I said, be, get that win streak going, you know, uh, you, uh, like we always say, you go, you got to go out and play the game just because, uh, Valley Christian is 13, two and one on the year. doesn't mean you can't beat them. Yes, sir. All right. Triple H time to play the game. Let's go to Santa Cruz. That was a good one. Yeah, I tried. It was a reach. Um, in the Gracie Hot Tournament in Payson, they went three and two, ultimately beating Sholo seven to six, Fountain Hills nineteen to eight. That's a whooping. Oh yeah. And then Miami six to one. Uh, the two losses came to Sunny Slope eleven to three, and Safford nine to six. Um, other than that sl- Sunny Slope game, you know everything else was pretty close. But what do you think? I think that they are a team that we always said is going to get hot at the right time. And, you know, this tournament showed uh, where they fare against other teams. Uh, They had some really great standouts uh, for this tournament. Ray Lynn uh, Tarango went five for nine with nine RBIs. Uh, Aliana Velasco went four for ten with three RBIs. Gianna Lopez five uh, for 11 with six RBIs, two doubles and a triple. And then lastly, uh, Tatiana Reyes went seven for 12 with seven RBIs and a home run, which... I believe was a grand slam, if I'm not mistaken. But we got to see how they handle all those RBIs, all those runs by that bomb squad chain. Yeah, that's a hell of a way to to celebrate, especially when you have something like that, that that you can you can flex on somebody when you drop a bomb on them. That's great. And and that's that's one thing that that I love about the culture in, in Santa Cruz right now. It's about having fun and when you see the way they 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 are on social media and it's not like you know the team posts one thing and then the players post another the the team is is posting one thing the players are sharing it the players are sharing each other's content they're 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 showing how things are going on the bus how things are going at school and, and even having a little bit of fun, like, you know, at the playground, making a little pyramid, you know, uh, swinging on the swings, like stuff like that. Like that's the type of camaraderie that you look for in every one of these teams. And, you know, their coach has them locked in and they have them connected to do some big things because it, it's like it seems like a little family t- to me. That's what I get whenever I see uh, Santa Cruz, especially on social media. Yeah, and and that's what's great to see is that there's such a tight knit group, and that chemistry is what what's ultimately fueling their success. And uh, I I don't see any kind of drop off coming soon. Like it seems like these girls are just getting better and better with each game. And even though at you know at some times you know they hit roadblocks and and eventually come away with a loss, it's not like you know you can't tell. Like you know they take a loss, but you couldn't tell. Like, oh yeah, they're bouncing back the yeah. next week for sure, and and they continued that uh, this week as well. You know, they uh, played uh, Tuesday at Miami, won twenty two to three, then uh, hosted Hayden yesterday, uh, winning nine to three, 
and uh, that improves their record to seven three on the season. And then, like I said, they got they're hitting their stride. They're moving in the right direction. What was some of those stats looking like as far as these games this week? Um, as far as this week, one of the main things that stood out to me in the Miami game: Jocelyn, Tatiana, Raylan, and Aaliyah all combined for ten for fourteen. All four of those girls went combined for 11 RBIs, bro. Like, that's that's insane. Like, that's so much offense just off of four girls' bats. Yeah, and there's still five other players uh, in that lineup. Yeah, and then that's not nothing against those five other players because I'm pretty sure they had some bench players that, you know, they got some playing time too. But the the fact that the they depth. have so much depth, bro, and, and it's not necessarily a struggle for them. I feel like I, I, I don't wish them any type of negative things during the season. But if for some reason something happened where they needed to to put somebody out for eligibility or, or family matters or anything like that, they have the ability to, to plug and play a player and not have to worry about any type of liabilities on the field or in the batter's box. And, and the good thing about their team is it's not like those four players are senior heavy. They're a mix. I believe Jocelyn's a sophomore, you know, just to, you know, name one person, uh, Ray Lynn's a senior. But you know what? They're clicking on all levels that this is what you get whenever you put all the pieces together. And like you said, it's only four players. There's other players on that team who if those girls are not stepping it up, they're the ones to pick them up. And and they continue that trend and like like I said, unfortunately they lost a couple in the tournament, but that's you know that's just tournament it's play. Tournament, yeah. And you know as long as they're clicking, especially going into uh, region play, I could see them uh, being one of the top teams in two A uh, heading into the tournament. Yeah, that's all that matters is the re- those region play games when it comes to you know seeding final and, placement and yep. seeding. That's pretty much it as far as what we had for our our baseball and softball scene. Um, we're still waiting on Sequoia Pathway to pick up their season, which which should be happening soon within this uh, next couple of weeks because we know that at the end of this month was when their their seasons were going to kick off. Um, but staying on topic of Sequoia, uh, one thing that we did mention last week were some of our commits. One thing that cannot go overlooked is the fact that Coach Donnie and Sequoia is getting his boys to the next level. Oh man, uh, you know Coach D, man. Like, like I said, he he's all committed about his players, and you know it, it doesn't stop until uh, you know once the season's over, it doesn't stop there. It continues, and you know you're seeing the results of it of what the product that Sequoia Pathway puts out for their players, and you know go ahead and name a few of them. Definitely, like the fruits of his labor are are phenomenal. Jeremiah Garcia, Weston, and Wyatt Clee will be playing for the Papago Pumas, who won the HJACAC championship last year. It's a lot of letters, but yeah, hey, championship, that's all I heard. I know that it's the Hoacom Junior College Athletic Conference championship that they won last year. And I I wish them all the best, but they're definitely going to have a lot of competition, even within this school, because we'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) (laughs) But Amari Turner, our boy Amari. Amari, my guy. He is going to play with Benedictine. And, and the best thing was is that we kind of knew ahead of time where he was going because we were actually working alongside him with his graphics and, and not necessarily, you know, in his ear because he was making those decisions all on his own. But when he was ready to let people know where he was with his decision making, narrowing his down his top five or just even announcing his uh, his that, that's offers gu- in general. Yeah, that's a guy that continuously reached out to us and, you know, uh, wanted to uh, take advantage of the product we were providing. And like I said, if any of you guys are out there that need a uh, commitment um, graphics or, you know, uh, you want us to attend your uh, signing day stuff, let us know, you know, uh, people like Amari uh, D., uh, you know, Aiden, th- those guys who constantly reach out and uh, let us know things. Hey, we're more than happy to help you guys out. And but that's not it. No, we still got more. That's not it. Their quarterback, Michael Easley, he committed to Crown College. Then Jairi Gamble, he's going to a familiar place with with another one of our boys, Anthony Flores, in Western New Mexico University. And and that's going to be great for Silver City. They're going to get a ton of talent in those two guys and and the hands just on both of them. Oh, man. 
Those are those are going to be a good uh, wide receiver duos that we can say came out of Pinal County, and I can't wait to see what those two do, especially as teammates. Yeah, the Mustangs might as well be called Allstate because they are definitely in good hands now. When I was speaking of the, the competition that the Papago Puma boys would be having, this is the competition I'm speaking of. Tyshawn Mooney, Trey Lacey, and Javier Gutierrez all signed to play with the Salt River Scorpions. And if you remember... Yes, sir. Last week, we had mentioned that Aiden Castillo, Jake Sylvester, and Zion Gomez were also signing with Salt River Scorpions. So not only do you have an offensive lineman, two uh, stud defensive players, but you're also getting three offensive studs in Tyshawn Mooney, Trey Lacey, and Javier Gutierrez. And they can definitely make a run at the championship, especially against uh, the Papago Pumas. And it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be something so interesting to see. Like, I really want to get both of their schedules and see if they even meet up this year because I'm willing to take a drive and go out and support our Pinal County uh, players and see them in action, especially against each other uh, this time around. For sure. I got to be there with my camera to take a few pictures of them and then try to get a few pictures with them. at the Oh end of the man, game. For, definitely. And I'm glad that these boys are staying close to home it, and, and it sounds kind of selfish, but I'm really not thinking that way. I'm thinking in a sense of, of them being able to be close to home because it, odds are, if you're, if you're choosing to stay close to home, it's a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, and, and and you're opting in to to me. It feels like you're being more family oriented. Mm-hmm. You you want you, you don't want to lose that connection because a majority of those people that that do stay close to home, it's because of you know family matters, and and, and I wish the best of luck to them, and and that the fact that they are in my home state makes it so much easier to see a game from them. So yeah, like these guys, you know, I I couldn't be any more happier for them. And there's one more that is from Sequoia Pathway that I, I am not going to forget. Maurice Mo Orozco is playing for the Rama Rams. And Big Mo. It, it, it's just good to see these guys taking advantage of their talents and, and, and to move forward with their careers and just do what they love, play the game that they love and not worrying about is, am, am I at a college that's on, you know, that everybody knows Am I going to play at a college that gets on TV a lot? It doesn't matter about that. It's about how you're learning and how you're taking that that knowledge and moving it forward. And like you said last week, uh, a lot of college uh, scouts are utilizing the transfer portal rather than recruiting uh, big names out of high school. And I think that that's uh, a great advantage for uh, some of the players that we know that are going, whether JUCO, D3, or, you know, stuff like that, and even D and D2, is like, you know what, you guys are starting off on the right foot. You're actually ready to take that step to the next level, and you're still able to keep your dream alive and be able to hopefully one day move up to the next tier. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping that at least we'll see one player that will one day make it to the NFL and be like, you know what, we covered that kid uh, uh, quite a while ago, but... You know, like 10 players from Sequoia Pathway. That's amazing. I believe they had 25 seniors. So that's almost half of their senior class is going to play at the collegiate level. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of kids. And and again, I give so much credit to Coach Donnie and the entire Puma staff because without them, they wouldn't have had that 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 kind of magical season that they did this year. Unfortunately, it, it did end up coming to an end in, in Benson. But, you know, it was they, they played a team that was just super tough. And we we were there for that game and it sucked to watch them lose but you know they they suffered a little bit of injuries along the way as mm-hmm. well but you know we we know that coach Donnie is gonna get them uh his team uh ready for next year and be competitive as well and you know to show you what we're talking about uh Coach Donnie is actually going to be uh, hosting, uh, well, Coach Donnie and the Sequoia Pathway uh, football team is actually going to be holding, hosting a camp on April 2nd, which you're going to be attending. Do you want to inform everybody a little bit about that? Yeah, on April 2nd, we'll be at Sequoia Pathway Academy for a Pumas youth football camp that they'll be holding. Uh, it's for kids grades four through eight. And it looks like it's going to be a great event that Coach Donnie and the staff are going to be putting on for not only for the Maricopa community, but f- for those in the surrounding areas that want to attend as well. 
It's very affordable. Um, it's only they're only asking for twenty dollars per player, and not not being judgmental at all, but based on the things that they are still lacking at their facilities as far as lighting and away seating, that type of money is very crucial, especially when it comes to a program so young as Sequoia Pathway. Oh, yeah. They've only been a 2A team for what? This is their second or third year uh, that they've, you know, uh, been competitive in uh, that division. So, you know, every little bit helps. And like I said, uh, Sequoia Pathway, their staff, Coach Donnie, uh, they do great things. And you know what? They're a great... A group of guys to uh, learn a lot of stuff from and I'm sure they're going to have uh, some of their Sequoia Pathway players uh, out there to uh, teach the youth a little bit and it's uh, I'm excited for you to be able to attend that but while you're doing that I'm going to be taking my uh, talents over to Catalina Foothills uh, on uh, the same day to watch some uh, seven-on-seven tournaments uh, that they're going to be uh, having uh, Coolidge and Casa Grande attending. Uh, A lot of that is put together by our good buddy, Chris Kidney. Uh, He's a very big part of what goes on in Southern Arizona. And, you know, uh, for them to put that together, this will be his third tournament, I believe. And uh, that they're putting together, uh, they started off in Coolidge, went out to Empire, and now uh, Catalina Foothills will be the third one. And so I'm going to go check out uh, what uh, talents uh, Casa Grande and Coolidge are going to provide. And I hope that uh, we see one of them uh, win the championship. Well, I know that we will definitely have some familiar faces out there. I hope that you get acquainted with some of the new faces you see out there. And especially with some that might not be familiar with what we do yet. And maybe like there are a couple of uh, upcoming freshmen. Let's just try to get our name out there and build a more positive approach to, you know, what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, with with Chris, like we're all on the same page when it comes to what we're trying to provide here, not only in Pinal County, but what he does out in Southern Arizona. We're all got the same uh, vision and we just want to get these kids to the next level. And I'm glad that they're doing this uh, this early in the season, especially in the spring. Usually you don't see things like that occur until uh, the summer, but they're getting a head start and I can't wait to get out there and get back into some football. Yeah. Chris is, is always on, you know, on point. And, and I got a lot of love for that man because he is dedicated to Southern Arizona and their, and their football. And, you know, if, if it wasn't, I'm, and this is me speaking from my heart, if it wasn't for us meeting him at the Casa Grande and Douglas game, I don't feel like we would have gotten this far because he has been so instrumental to our success. Him and uh, Coach Courtney, I, I hold them in high regard because of all the things that they, they've taught us and continue to help us with as far as learning the craft and, and just getting better at making it about these student athletes and taking the focus away from ourselves. And Chris, if you're listening, and I hope you are, bro, like I said, I thank you so much for everything you have done for us. And he's the one who helped us get the ground running. And I I still remember, you know, when we were creating the page and everything like that, like I saw this Southern Arizona page and I'm like, man, this guy has the same values as us. And the minute that I added Chris is like, he reached out and it's like, hey, what, what are you trying to do? And you know, Chris, he he's straight to the point. He he ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing for you. And he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, th- this is what I do. What are you doing?" And once he knew that we had the same vision, he had our back. And he, uh, like I said, he's kind of like a big brother to us. And you know, him and George, and it's like we owe them guys so much because they're the ones who, like you said, made it. We're making it about these players we're not making it about ourselves we're not trying to be in front of the camera yeah we're in front of mics right now but it's for these players because we're just trying to get out the information and allow you guys to hear how Pinal County has some amazing athletes all we're trying to do is just try to put to context all the numbers and stats and things that max preps and and maybe some other sports outlets won't give you you know the 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 full story on yeah most definitely and it goes back to you know we ain't going to always agree with what a- the AIA puts out. You know, we've had, a, especially in the basketball season, we had a couple of our players who were like, you know what, that's all they got. You know, we thought they were going to, ele- you know, be elevated to a higher standard. But, you know, it, that that's just politics in itself. But, you know, I'm not going to go past uh, thanking Chris and George because, like, those are the guys that look out for us and want us to continue to uh, do big things here in Pinal County. And, and, you know, we can't thank you guys enough because it's so crazy how small 
of a community it actually is, especially in the amount of people that want to do what we do. And just meeting those people within the community uh, that that we're in, Chris, George, Anthony Ray with Arizona Preps. Oh, man. Jabari with Time Out. Oh, Jabari. Shout out Jabari and Time Out. Like the way and, and, and we were lucky enough to actually have a meal with Jabari and actually chop it up with him and find out his methods. And, you know, and we with our, our thing in general that we were so, you know, enamored with was his turnaround because he's got immaculate editing and he does it all on his phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I, I felt like I was a Jedi in training. I was like, teach me your ways, please. <laughs> and, yeah. And and it was a great conversation. We we nearly shut that wing stop down that night. And it's and, been it, a great ride so far. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think no matter if we're talking to Jabari, if we're talking to Chris, Anthony, George, you know, you name it. We can sit here and talk all night with one of them and be on whether it's the phone, in person. We can be talking for hours of just how much we're dedicated to what we do and like i said if if you guys you know chris with the southern arizona podcast uh jabari with time out george and uh anthony ray with arizona preps go out and follow those guys especially if you play a sport that they cover they're not gonna let you go unnoticed i guarantee you that and you know uh like i said uh chris was generous enough to allow us to cover Pinal County, even the teams that he covered. And, you know, even though he's going to give them a little bit of light, he wants us to give them an even bigger light. And you know what? If it was a competitive thing, he wouldn't do that. And, you know, so just so you guys know how much support you guys got out there, it runs not only here in Pinal County, but it runs across the state. And all you got to do is reach out to these guys, follow these guys, because they look out for the best interests of you guys, and I guarantee you that. Uh, don't don't just give us a follow. Give them a follow because, like I said, they can help elevate you to that next level as well, not only with us but with them as well. Yeah, those are the guys with the resources and the the connections that, that we don't have necessarily. As and of yet. As of yet. But they'll be able to help get you, you know, in contact with people for your certain situation that you may be in. Because these guys know a ton of people. Their reach is, is is just undeniable. And they wouldn't have that good of a reach if they weren't tremendous people. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that, that's been great about all these people that we've mentioned previously is that they're all people I wouldn't mind having in my home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I would invite them over. And, and I and and a couple of them we've actually had drinks with them. We've actually had, you know, the the opportunity to to sit down and break bread and have a meal with. And and that's all I, you know, that's all I've ever wanted in, in this in this community was to be accepted by, you know, our peers and to not only get a, hey, good job, but hey, man, I like what you do. Can you show me how to do this? And then and collaborate and go back and forth and give each other ideas of, of how to improve, but also giving positive criticism so that we can step our game up and be that much better. Yeah, they they definitely uh, hold themselves to a higher high standard. We're just trying to keep uh, up with them. You know, like you said, they are just great people to have around. And it's just like, you know, we're so blessed to be able to have met them. But uh, allow us to show them what Pinal County really has out here. And, you know, they may have not noticed this certain person on this certain team until we brought to light that person. And, you know, so like I said, it's just a. Uh, an amazing opportunity that we've uh, been able to have. And it's crazy to think that we're almost through our first season. You know, we, we got a couple months left of uh, baseball and softball, and then we get right into uh, the uh, summer. And as uh, most of you might think that we might take the summer off and, you know, go on a family vacation or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm going to go on a vacation that, but that's when I graduate uh, college, I got to fly to Florida, but like it doesn't stop there. You know, the varsity breakdown continues into right into football again. We're going to be out there, uh, you know, uh, during their conditionings, weightlifting practices, stuff like that, you know. And so we hope to be better next year than we were this year. And, you know, I know we get a lot of praise for what we've done up to this point, but I really think we can be better. You know, we're going to get better and, you know, we're going to be able to provide such a great service to Pinal County and these six schools that we cover so far. And the reason I say so far is because you never know. Yeah. We have intentions of growing. 
we keep the schools that we, you know, we, we intend on covering in the future, you know, close by. And, 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 and some of them, you know, they know who they are and, and we're inching towards, you know, growing, but we don't want to jump the gun too soon. Oh yeah. And, we just want to make it through this year. And we have plenty of, of opportunities during the summer to go back to the drawing board and find out what we liked, what we didn't like, what, what we can improve on, what we should continue doing, what we should stop doing and so on and so forth. But it's going to be fun. I look forward to, to what the 2022 season will bring. And, and one thing that's going to be different and I, I, I'm going to have to get used to it is getting used to not seeing some of the seniors. Like, Oh man, that's yeah. going to be so different, bro. Like, and just thinking about it now, I'm like, damn, but, but you know what? That that's going to make for some fun traveling, especially, you know, we don't know uh, the basketball commits as of yet. I'm sure uh, during the offseason, we're going to learn about uh, baseball and softball commits. I think um, we have uh, just uh, Jayla Scott committed to CAC, but that's really our uh, only big name player so far for basketball. But the good thing about when football season comes around is we love to travel. We love to go see uh, different high schools and see the different comparisons as to the facilities, the fields, the players, you know, the environment. Different taste in nacho cheese. Hey, man. Yes, sir. And, you know, but that doesn't mean we're not going to go out and support uh, some of uh, our Pinal County uh, collegiate athletes. Uh, You know, I plan on going up to uh, a game out in NAU to check out Angel and, you know, some of uh, the other guys that are staying local uh, locally. And I can't wait, man. It's like even though they're leaving, even though we're not going to get to say their names as much that just leaves the door open for some of these hidden gems that are ready to step into that spotlight yep and then we when we're ready to to get ready for new years and get fireworks we can go just across the state lines and see Jiree and anthony over there oh man most definitely uh but you know it, like like i said we'll we'll leave it right there and uh you know thank you all for joining us it, it's been a fun week it's been a fun year and, you know, we, we got a couple months left. Uh, just stick with us. Keep supporting us. And, you know, but at the same time, keep sharing this content of these uh, these student athletes and these schools because, uh, you know, you never know when that next gem is going to pop out and we can't wait. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it's definitely a lot of good things to look forward to. And I am very excited for all of it. Well, I think we can uh, wrap it up right there. Uh, is there anything uh, else you want to say or, uh, you know, a shout out or uh, to anybody? Okay, before we go, I got to say that Chris Floyd was robbed. How does the number two score in the nation not get any type of recognition or love from the AIA? That'd be for uh, a different episode, but I could see where you're going with it. Keep your head up, Chris, man. We know uh, what type of baller you are. And you know what? Somebody's going to pick you up and you're going to go to that next level. I definitely get guarantee it so from the varsity breakdown i'm daniel this has been loopy we'll see you guys next time take it easy